We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, just like we all thought, five relievers on Sunday would be better than five starters all road trip. Yeah, right. Nothing is going according to form. Nothing. The Red Sox won on Sunday, one to nothing. Very good news. Salvaging one game out of three in Arizona. We're going to talk about it, recap the series, and delight you at every turn. It's called Sox Daily, and it begins right now. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Daily Sox Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox Podcast. And here's your host, Josh Lewis. Yes, this is Josh Lewis. I'm the guy that blew the home run call on Sunday. But look, it was a toughie. It was right at the wall. Adam Jones leaping. That guy is always Adam Jones. And it sure looked like he had caught the ball, but he whiffed. Mitch Moreland ends up with a home run. Good on you, Mitch. If he hadn't hit two late-inning home runs on this road trip, the Sox would be coming home 1-10. and And actually, if Mookie Betts hadn't blasted a ball off the bag at third in Oakland, it could have been 0-11. But you'll take your small victories, right? Boston gets a very small victory, 1-0. That's the slimmest of margins you can have. And it mitigates the 1-0 loss to Oakland earlier on the road trip. That one was on a home run on the first pitch to Matt Chapman in that case. This one on a home run by Mitch Moreland on a first pitch as well. It opened up the seventh inning against Merrill Kelly, not to be confused with Merrill Steubing, the captain of the love boat. All right, so we all figure the way this was going, it would be, uh, to, to paraphrase Kanye, about the 35th of February when the Red Sox finally figured out a way to get this right. And they did figure out a way to get it right on a challenging day Sunday. Let's wind it back, though, a little bit. If you missed what happened Friday and Saturday, Friday was a nightmare. And it looked at first like it would be a positive harbinger when the roof got stuck, kind of ruining all the the pageantry that Arizona had tried to put forth for their opener. They had to play with the roof shut. That's not what they had intended. But they ended up with 15 runs on 18 hits. And Eduardo Nunez had to pitch in that game. That's how bad it got. You go to the game on Saturday, much closer game, but the Red Sox gave it up. Colton Brewer, the one guy who was not part of everything last year, He was the pitcher that gave it up. The number eight hitter, a catcher, Carson Kelly, with a game-winning hit. He had three runs batted in in that game. In fact, this is after Cattell Marte had a five-RBI game on Friday. Nothing was going right. It was two and eight at that point. And you're thinking, wait a minute. Arizona lost key players. They seem better. The Red Sox kept key players. They seem worse. Two and eight. Uh, That is tied for the worst 10-game record in Red Sox history. Never in 119 seasons had they started 1-9. and nine. But again, it bets this ground or not bonked off the third base bag in Oakland the other night. This could have been the year. And I, I was beginning to understand the people who thought the moon landing was a hoax 50 years ago. I mean, it has been out there that this nearly exact same Red Sox team last year won 119 games in a World Series trophy. But I hadn't seen that. Talent, yes. Performance, no. 
the, the famous line from John McKay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach, when they first got going. He was asked, what do you think of your team's execution? And he paused for a minute and he said, I'm in favor of it. Because that was kind of the thing. I mean, the Red Sox just not hitting their spots. The, the rotation has been a mess. And we'll give you some stats on that momentarily. But bottom line is some weird things were happening. 0-5 when scoring first. Last year, the Red Sox were 74-15 and when they scored first. Just this past week, the Red Sox 0-3 when they led a game 3-0. They had never taken a game into the ninth inning with the lead in 10 games played. And you're talking about giving up 16 home runs from the starting staff in nine games. They certainly lost a lot of those games. And during all of last October, it was three losses, right? And already... In uh, one homestand still to come, you're, you're looking at a record of 3-8 and eight and, and feeling lucky that you're 3-8. and eight. We had no idea at the time, but the tone of this road trip really began with Brock Holt's adorable little son, Griff. The morning of opening day, little Griff accidentally poked Daddy in the eyeball with a sharp fingernail, scratched cornea, yada, yada, a trip to the injured list. So it's a Larry Moe and Curly moment even before the season began. Here's Brock talking about that, by the way. I got, went and got Griff up out of bed and, and uh, was bringing him back to our bed and you know one of his fingernails got me good so um, I thought at the time it was just um, just poked me in the eye but that day the, the first two days in Seattle were rough and I was wearing sunglasses inside I, you know I couldn't open my right eye and, um, and then you know obviously we need to go see an eye doctor so went to went to see someone in, in Seattle and and um, <clears throat> You know, I, I, they put a contact lens in it to protect, you know, to, to protect the scratch. Um, every time I was blinking, it was rubbing and uh, making my eye water. Um, couldn't couldn't really see out of my right eye. Um, you know, gave me some drops and started clearing up, but my right eye was still pretty blurry in Seattle. Um, and then Oakland felt a little bit better, but there's still, you know, a little. I mean, it's 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 obvious when I when I close my left eye, close my right eye, I can tell the difference. So, um, you know, it's just. You know, it's a freak thing, and, and um, you know, like I said, hopefully the 10 days will, um, it'll clear up, and, and you know, I'll be ready ready after that. Among the many things just not going right off the top here, and Alex Cora used social media to send a subtle message to the fan base after one of those losses in Oakland. He posted an emoji on Twitter with a link to the song Calma by a Puerto Rican pop star by the name of Pedro Capo, and the basic translation is everybody just chill. It's like Aaron Rodgers' famous R-E-L-A-X tweet to Packers fans a few years ago. And the Packers came within a, an onside kick recovery of making the Super Bowl that year. So that was kind of the backdrop to all of this. Going in Sunday, so many things going ill. And the most ill was the rotation. A starting rotation with an ERA of 9.13. So with Sale, Price, Evaldi, Porcello, and Rodriguez all failing... To the rescue, steps in Hector Velasquez, just like they drew it up. And unlikely heroes are sometimes a thing in good years. I'll take you to 2004 when unlikely things happened. They got everybody thinking, maybe this is our year. There was a pokey Reese inside the park home run, right? A walk-off hit from Cesar Crespo. Maybe we look back fondly on April 7th here in 2019 and realize that when Hector Velasquez went out there, and stuffed it right up the butts of the Diamondbacks, that's when they started getting it right. And it wasn't just Velasquez. Brandon Workman was great again. He's scoreless through five innings this year, seven strikeouts. Marcus Walden, two scoreless innings. His first major league win. Matt Barnes, two scoreless innings, was great. And Ryan Brazier got the save. 
his second of the year. We talked to Brazier as soon as the game was over. Now back here, Chase Field, a staff effort by the Red Sox. And what a job done by five guys who normally pitch out of the bullpen. one nothing win over Arizona, and Ryan Brazier is with us. Ryan, you closed it, your first, your second Major League <laughs> save. You've had two on this trip, and uh, the bullpen was the question before the season, but you guys have really come up big on this trip. Yeah, you know, we um, we took a lot of pride in, um, in coming into the season and, and trying to show people that... Uh, you know, the guys we got are the guys for the job. And, um, you know, today putting up nine zeros on a on a team that's been swinging the bat pretty well, I think um, just goes to show all the hard work we've been putting in. In that ninth inning, obviously that's a tough part of the order with, with the Dyson to start off. But if you wouldn't mind, it looked like the slider that, that polished him off. And uh, you had to battle. I mean, that, that guy's difficult to put away. Yeah, you know, he, um, he fouled off a couple of fastballs in that, um, you know, that, that, that's been pretty successful for me. And... Um, you know, at 3-2, he kept fouling them off, and so we, we decided to go with the slider and um, put it in a good spot. Did you have a pretty good idea, Ryan, before the game that Matt Barnes might go to or that you might close? Uh, no. You know, we, um, we're we down there, um, you know, from the first inning on, you know, ready to pitch whenever, whenever the phone rings. So, um, you know, for us, it's just uh, another day in the bullpen. I'm interested, if you don't mind me asking, the, you know, this was a weird game because relievers had to hit. I mean, Velasquez obviously is usually a reliever. He had to hit. And then two other relievers had to hit. Were you thinking in this series, that might be me? And, and, and I guess my follow-up is, was it communicated to you guys, hey, don't swing, just stand there? Um, no. You know, I, I think it, it just, uh, it's per, per at bat, you know, um, situation and stuff. But um, I, I believe me, I've been thinking about getting in that bat for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come. Uh, more games in the National League. But, Ryan, this is where... This area where you got your tryout with the Red Sox, and uh, look what's happened since. Yeah, yep, uh, a little over a year ago, uh, out here throwing throwing bullpens. So, um, been a, been a come a long way, and uh, just ready to keep it going. And, and the last one for you, Ryan. We were just talking about the cosmetics of the whole thing. I mean, obviously, three and eight isn't great. It just feels a lot better than two and nine, doesn't it? No, it does. You know, and we we got a, a big, uh, you know, for us a big win going home, and. Um, Get, getting to play back in front of our fans and hopefully hopefully this builds some momentum and, and we can roll into it um, back in Boston. What are your thoughts about getting the ring? I'm excited. You know, I think every, everybody's ready to get back and see what they look like. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, Brian, congratulations and uh, safe travels to all of us on the way home. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Going very well for the Red Sox bullpen. It's actually the second best ERA in the American League while the rotation's ERA is the worst. Meantime, Trevor Rosenthal with a lot of skins on the wall at this recording time, he has faced nine batters, has retired none. That would be a bad bullpen pickup that the Red Sox did not make. Everybody wanted to lampoon Dave Dombrowski for saying no thanks to Craig Kimbrell and staying with the bullpen they've got. Bullpen has been just fine. It really has. And again, the rotation, even with those three innings today from, uh, from Velazquez on the Sunday, they're going to go home with a staff ERA of nine, an opponent's batting average of 327. So it's like everybody's Mookie. Mookie had the day off in this one, and that you thought might have been an issue because Merrill Kelly was dealing out there. You were thinking, boy, Mookie's been swinging the hot bat. Let's get him going. Merrill Kelly, eight innings, four hits, one run, no walks, nine strikeouts, and he tore up everybody except, well, Jackie Bradley Jr. got him. Not quite as much as he got him in the College World Series nine years ago. If you don't know the story, Merrill Kelly's last pitch at Arizona State, Jackie Bradley Jr. hit a two-run home run. 
Arizona State got eliminated. South Carolina wins that game. A few others. They win a College World Series on the heels of Jackie Bradley Jr., Steve Pierce, etc. It's a very nice story as we talk about the Red Sox trying to go back-to-back with World Series wins, and Jackie Bradley Jr. has already done that. We, we happily point out. So was Alex Cora because he was the bench coach for the Astros in 17 and, of course, was Mr. Everything in 2018. The Red Sox had come into the game Sunday four and a half games back, and their minus 27 run differential, the worst in Major League Baseball. You looked at a 2-8 and eight record, and you asked the question, have teams actually won World Series when starting 2-8? and eight? It's really rare, but it's happened. The Twins did it in 1991. That was the last team to do it, and you don't want to go back almost 30 years to find a comp. But the Red Sox, having been out homered into the Sunday game, 23-10, to 10, were finding all kinds of weird ways to lose. They had a, a game where they got just completely boat raced on Friday. They were walked off on Saturday. So they were doing something a little bit better, obviously, on Sunday. And Alex Cora talked about all that after the game. It was amazing. Um, uh, we, we trust the guy. We, we know how valuable he was last year, and uh, we trust him in, in that spot. Obviously, BJ went down, and, and, and he stepped up today. Um, so a few numbers up there in the scoreboard in you know, 93s and, and pitching the right way and give us a chance to win. Did you, before the game, think Walden was going to be your multiplying guy? Yeah, yeah, that was the plan all along. Did it, did it script out the way you kind of scripted it out? Oh, well, yeah, at one point, if we, if we get the lead at one point there, it was Tyler because we don't want to just burn our multiple inning guys with the lead. But, uh, you know. It, it was a grind, you know. Uh, give credit to Ron and 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 Dana. I, like it was a total team effort. The coaching staff today, like going back and forth, looking for the pinch hitters, when not to pinch hit. I mean, it's you know, good for Cashy that he does this every other day. But he doesn't have to do it in, in the in the National League. That's the tough part, you know. The the bullpen game in the National League, you know, is 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 a tough game. But you know what? We deserve to grind it today, you know. But yeah. We were pretty bad, so you know we had to think a little bit today and, and and grind it out. And it's a good win. And now we're going on that plane. It's a good, happy flight. Like I said, enjoy the families. And and on Tuesday, um, you know, enjoy the day and be ready to play. Alex, it's only one win, but is there a little bit of a cleansing, so to speak? <laughs> I mean, any win we love, we we love winning. You know, uh, one thing for sure. We're not going to get caught up on the, if you win, it's a relief. And if you lose, it's life and death. We, we don't play that here in, in, in this clubhouse. You know, we win. We enjoyed it. We know where we're going. We know how good we are. We know that we have to get better, like I said before the game. Uh, we learn a lot in this road trip, but now it's over. You know, we don't, you know, hopefully when we talk about this road trip a few months from now, we can look back and say, well, you know what? It was a learning experience. It, it makes us better. How, how significant were Mitch's swings on this on this trip? Um, I mean, he he prepares, man, and he grinds. And um, when you talk about leaders on the team, I usually talk about the starters, you know, because they have more time and what they 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 represent to to the to the guys in the clubhouse. But as far as position players, uh, he's been through a lot in the big leagues. You know, uh, he was what one pitch away from winning the World Series. Two innings in a row with Texas, and it didn't happen. So he's learned the hard way, and he he prepares, he grinds, and and he's a vocal leader in the clubhouse. And it was good to see him, you know, he putting that good swing there and, and give us a lead. I mean, as, as quickly as Kelly is working through you guys, like 
you know, you, you say no relief for the win, but how much relief was there just to see someone finally score? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we're always looking for runs, you know, but, um, you know, it just happened that the kid was throwing a good game, you know, mixing it up. Actually, before that at bat, he goes, this guy's Cy Young against me. I'm like, well, hopefully he makes a mistake in the next at bat, uses something with it. But uh, he was perfect with him. You know, fast was away, change of breaking ball. He was very efficient. He did a good job moving the ball uh, in and out of the zone. So, I mean, but um, it was a good win. Alex, how did you see Hector Velasquez pitch today, his location and stuff? He did a good job, man. Good fastball. Probably his best fastball uh, the last two or three years. I mean, I don't know. You guys probably look at it and, and let me know. But uh, good split, good tempo. Uh, he was honest, too, after the third inning. Uh, I came down and, and, and talked to him. He's like, how you feel? He's like, oof, you know, uh, I don't feel my legs right now. I'm like, okay, you did a good job. We move on. So, uh that's a cool thing, too, because if it was somebody else, we'll be like, no, I want to keep going and put us in a bad spot. So give him credit to be honest with us and, and put the team in front of him and, and give us a chance to win. Did you tell Barnes not to swing the bat there? Yeah, I told all my pitchers not to swing the bat, yeah. How difficult was that decision to let them hit in both those spots there? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard at all. I mean, nobody on. I mean, we... We felt that we we line up the bullpen the way the way we wanted, and it was one of those that you know what, this is the way we're going to win this game with our best best arms pitching against our best hitters. Uh, you know, um, yesterday we didn't use Barnes in a situation because we trust one guy in that spot, and you know in the bottom third of the order it didn't work out. But today we were able to save Barnes for the middle of the order and for six outs. So you know what didn't work yesterday it worked today. That's baseball. Uh, they, they enjoy it, I think. Uh, it's <clears throat> it's kind of like when, when David talked about the playoffs, you know, just be ready to pitch every day, and, and they they feel that way, you know. Work came in early in the game. We were in, the, in a part of the lineup that it was the middle of the, the, their lineup, and we were kind of like getting to that pitcher spot, so we didn't want to burn Waldy, so we used him there. Uh, and they're being amazing. I mean, I, I mean Going into the to the road trip, nobody thought that it was going to be this way. Started struggling, not great offense, and 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 the bullpen being great. But like I said before, it's baseball, and uh, if that's if that's going to be you know our negatives, you know the pitching staff and the offense, we'll take our chances. We're going to be better. No talk about the hangover effect right now. Anyway, now that they're three and eight instead of two and nine. And that hangover effect may or may not be a thing. The early returns say it is certainly possible. Of course, it is possible that it's just a run of bad games. It was just as likely to show up in July as they did in April. But first impressions are always so vivid. Rob Bradford has pointed out, he of WEEI, this is not really a new phenomenon. You look at the 2014 Red Sox, first eight games of that season, they were 3-5. and five. They actually started out 5-9 and nine a week after that. And they had turned over a lot. Ryan Dempster, Jacoby Ellsbury, Salty who was in the building for this series. And the, the team that year was depending on a young Jackie Bradley Jr., a young Xander Bogarts. They needed Grady Sizemore and A.J. Pruszynski and, and all of that. And as you know, the 2014 Red Sox did not really get moving the way you, you wanted them to get moving. This year we thought it would be different because of the, the starting pitching. And it still may be. It's just not doing its job quite yet. But at least, <laughs> of all people, Hector Velasquez got it done setting the tone on the Sunday afternoon. Now you look forward to the home opener, and the Red Sox are going to want to French kiss the doormat when they do get back home, coming off of 3-8. and eight. 
but home is where the heart is or something like that. Since the start of 2016, the Red Sox winning percentage at home is 626. That's the best in baseball by a bunch. 152 and 91. Now, the last time that they had a home opener against Toronto, it was a slugfest. Just getting you ready. That was 2002, a game that was actually 11 to 8 after four innings. Pedro was knocked out in a very achingly familiar line score. It was three innings of seven run baseball. If that sounds familiar, that's right. That's how this season opened up. Chris Sale, three innings of seven run baseball in Seattle. It will be Sale on the mound. Weirdly, 0-2 with an 8.0 ERA, and way more weirdly than that, if weirdly is even a word, no swings and misses at all on his fastball yet. He's thrown 50 of them. Opponents are hitting 625, and there's not a single swing and miss on the fastball, which is pretty much 90 miles an hour right now. And again, this public service announcement, last year, Sale kind of eased into the pool, too. It wasn't quite this pronounced. He was throwing 92, 93, not 90. But it wasn't until a very warm game in Arlington, Texas in May that he really opened the throttle and became the usual Chris Sale. Matt Shoemaker will go, the former Angel for Toronto. He's been perfect so far, 2-0 with an ERA of 0. And we might as well scout Toronto just a little bit for you. It's uh, Charlie Montoyo now at the control stick, a guy whose big league career consisted of five plate appearances for the 1993 Montreal Expos. He was known as a, a scrappy fighter type with a great attitude. I think there's a lot of Alex Cora in Montoyo. And in replacing John Gibbons, the Jays looked outside the organization, as they would say up there, and they did so with the the new coaching staff, too. Montoyo was the bench coach in Tampa Bay. His bench coach is Dave Hudgens, came in from Houston. First base coach came from Cleveland. They sold the Giants' bullpen coach. So they just spackled that thing together. And Toronto's gotten some very good pitching early in the season, not really hitting much. Red Sox, when you look at it, again, nobody saw this coming, but the bullpen's been amazing. Rotation's been a mess. The hitters have been in and out. There were three different pitchers that had to hit on Sunday, by the way. The first time in the DH era that the Red Sox have had as many as two at-bats from relief pitchers, but it all worked out. This was the kind of Alex Cora magic that was summoned all of last year and just hasn't really shown up a lot yet in 2019. But again, maybe... We'll all look back at the day that Velasquez started and did a nice job, the day that five righty relievers were able to shut down an Arizona team that came in with the second most runs in the National League. That's the hope anyway, and the hope from right here, from me, from my heart, is that you guys now can calm down a little bit too. Keep calm and carry on and whatnot. It's a long season, 11 games in. The first 10 of them were mostly very ugly. We, and before we hang an air freshener around the, around the whole road trip, we got to at least give some props to what they were able to do on a Sunday afternoon. They found a way. One run, five hits, no errors. 0-3-0 for Arizona. So the Red Sox will hit that home opener with three wins instead of two. And yes, that is better than nothing. Hope you're enjoying this broadcast, a podcast that we call Sox Daily. Make sure that you subscribe. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not, we're not going to go begging you, but if you wouldn't mind, that would be awesome. And if you want to tell friends about it, that would be awesome as well. The Red Sox, with concerns still, I mean, there was a a smashed Gatorade cooler just a a couple of days ago by Rick Porcello, and I know that didn't happen nine or ten games in the last year. It's not like they're completely out of the woods, but they beat Merrill Steubing. They found a way. They had help from Gopher and uh, Isaac and cruise director Julie McCoy. And again, the happy final, one to nothing Red Sox. This is Josh Lewin. Thanks so much. It's Sox Daily. Bye-bye.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.